Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. It is The Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. Advertising Show is also brought to you by Walter Carl Interactive at waltercarl.com. That's with a K. And this is a big radio midgets production. Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, happy to be back with you again. Very special guest out of New York. His name is Jason Glickman, an Internet advertising veteran with a focus on emerging inter- interactive technologies. Jason out of New York and also CEO of Tremor. Media. We'll tell you more about Tremor Media here in just a moment, too, as well. So, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. I, I like to say when people ask me how I'm doing, if I was any better, I'd be Jason Glickman. Possibly like so. Say, yeah. Possibly so. Yeah. Uh, it is the weekend, and we're happy to have you here. We have, uh, let's see, Patrick Meyer coming up here uh, to some, just a little bit uh, later in the show. Jeffrey Gittimer, Make People Smile. Jeffrey Gittimer is a sales trainer and a very good one at that and has been a regular part of the advertising show for many, many years. Uh, Jeffrey on here in just a couple of minutes, making people smile. And dynamic brand assets is what Patrick Meyer is talking about, our marketing insider, uh, a little bit later on this hour on the advertising show. Remember the runaway bride? Which one? Lady. Oh, yeah. The the lady who... uh, She always had a weird look on her face. Yes, she did. (laughs) Probably a good thing she ran away. I don't think she ever got married either. But uh, that's Jennifer Wilbanks. Oh, yes, Wilbanks. Only only to be rivaled by the diapered astronaut at this point. That's true. The bride who skipped uh, town just a few days before a planned wedding in Georgia has a new starring role in New Mexico. Get out. uh, As the inspiration for a police recruiting billboard, the Albuquerque Police Department. You ever been to Albuquerque, by the way? No, but I love the relevance of this. Please continue. Okay, good. It's a wonderful city. Actually, I have been to Albuquerque now that I think about it. That's a great city. Uh, They've unveiled uh, an ad on 10 digital billboards across the uh, city. Uh, and uh, what they're doing is running away from your current job call, APD, Albuquerque uh, Police Department That's Recruiting. Great idea. Uh, the ads read about the officer of a, the photo of an officer, Trisha Hoffman, uh, grabbing the veil of a bride adorned in a gown and running shoes. Basically, she was the one that nabbed her. Hmm. Okay, so they're using that as a campaign, and because of that, they've gotten an awful lot of buzz on that, and I would assume that their marketing campaign will be very successful as well. well. They're getting buzz here. That's good. Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, that's uh, Albuquerque. Did if you want to be a cop, go be a cop in Albuquerque. True, and uh, you know, did she ever marry that guy? I don't think so. No, no. they no they canceled the no, wedding. They did. Uh, I could be wrong about that. That's what I think I heard the last yeah. time. Well, that's, that's an interesting deal. You know, uh, if we heard one more thing about Anna Nicole, I think you know it would be too much. It's over. Yeah, it, it right. would have been too much weeks ago. But right. you know, one, maybe our final uh, content reference here on the advertising show: two of her diaries. From the early 90s, during her relationship with tycoon and late husband Howard J. Marshall, scored more than a half a million dollars oh, really? in an eBay auction recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Half a million bucks? Yeah, can you believe it? They were sold uh, by Memorabilia House uh, Universal Rarities based in California. The buyer was a German businessman uh, who aims to use them to write a, a book. And the first diary is reportedly from 92, in which Smith report, uh, reportedly writes that she hates sex which sold for 285000 miles, uh, $285,000. Now, of course, she hates sex and we hate beer, so we'll get that lined up. <laughs> right, sure, and then uh, the second one comes out uh, comes about in 94, where uh, her husband 
billionaire, of course, uh, Howard Marshall, was dying. And in it, Smith reportedly admits that she cheated on her late husband. Imagine that. No. She cheated on it. Really? Well, tying in the I hate sex two years earlier. Yeah. Right. And then cheating on her husband. That diary went for $230,000. It all makes sense when you look at it and just pull really those nice. two sentences out. And right. look at them separate, right? As opposed to part of this uh, release. Anyway, the, the fact that they're going to make a lot more money than that is very obvious, though, yeah. too, as well. And I'm not sure that that gives this German the right to write the book. I suppose it does if he's referencing that uh, information from. Why not? More power to him. Written by her, and of course, if you want to keep from getting sued, yeah. Unless uh, it's an estate with a bulldog lawyer, write about a dead person. Typically, <laughs> there's still Howard Stern out there to come back and bite you. True, basically the the uh, other the, the, the Howard, Howard K. Stern. Stern. Yes, yeah. Isn't that ironic? I wonder if that's his real name. Probably is. Yeah, probably is. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that was an interesting scenario with uh, with Anna Nicole. And I heard you're giving over. a DNA specimen too, along with me, just to make sure we're cleared on that. I think it's only appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a very good idea. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't think so. That's weird, isn't it? I only lived in Fort Lauderdale. I was not there at the time, <laughs> nor on the Indian Reservation Hotel either. True. Okay. And she's from Texas, so we could have uh, rubbed shoulders with her at some strip bar and not known it many years ago when you used to frink with that place, and I would have to go along just to chaperone. In Mejia. Mejia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Actually, she here. did that here in our home market of Houston. Oh, she, that's right. She did. Yeah, I heard I that. Yeah. Very good. Here's uh, Jeffrey Gittimer on The Advertising Show. Quick Takes on Sales and Customer Relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. Making people smile or laugh puts them at ease and creates an atmosphere more conducive for agreement. If they agree with your humor, they're more likely to agree with purchasing your product or your service. I believe that making people smile is a major key in selling. The prospect may not be interested in hearing about your stuff, but they're always looking to smile or laugh. Developing humor takes time. Like all other sales skills, it's got to be learned. And yes, there are some people that are naturally funnier than others. But if you're not very funny, you can learn. The best way I've found is to pay attention to what happens to you. Humor not only helps make the sale, it also helps build the relationship. Laughter is mutual approval, and mutual approval is the fulcrum point of selling. If you can make them laugh, you can make them buy. But Jeffrey, I'm not a funny person. My, my sense of humor is about zero. So go out and study humor. I'm riding down the road with one of my old girlfriends. And she's lamenting to me about the fact that she can't quit smoking. Tried everything. I said, have you tried that gum, that nicotine gum? She said, yeah, I tried it, but I couldn't keep it lit. I walked into a room of guys that were smoking about six months ago, and I recounted the story. They laughed, and they bought. Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer. 
reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. Back on the advertising show, it's Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, and just a couple of moments, hooking up with Jason Glickman, CEO of Tremor Media. Jason co-founded the uh, Tremor Network, Inc. He leads the direction of the company in all areas. Most recently, he was the co-founder of Contextual, uh, Contextual Net, Inc. It's a leading contextual and behavioral ad representation company. Jason, responsible for building strategic partnerships and managing the national sales team, instrumental in the rapid growth and eventual sale when you.com uh, back in December of uh, 04. And previously, Jason was the VP of Business Development for the Net uh, Merc... Well, how do we say that? Net... Uh that Mercurial? Mercurial, okay. Yeah. An innovative, rich media advertising te- technology company focused on transitional advertising. Well, that took up the whole thing, didn't it, Brad? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess about the only thing is to play a commercial now and or come just, back and talk with Jason. Or just talk under the music and just right up to the end. Probably to the very end of the music, which is coming up right about now. This just might be your business. Hello? Anybody hear me? Your message might be missing the eyes and ears of your best customers and prospects, those who are online. I'm talking, but what I really need to be doing is talking online. With on-target email list recommendations, the industry's most comprehensive email prospecting database, strategic interactive advertising solutions, and proven strategies for finding your new customers online to the tune of about 500 active partners, all of a sudden... Hello, I'd like to talk to you. You've connected with your customers and prospects in a new and dynamic way. Wow, this is kind of cool. Walter Carl Interactive, a powerful e-marketing solutions provider that can make your next online advertising push a big success. Walter Carl Interactive, with over 8 million quality B2B and over 130 million consumer email addresses. Interactive marketing, multi-channel strategies, e-marketing databases, online customer acquisition solutions. Walter Carl Interactive. Go to W-A-L-T-E-R-K-A-R-L dot com. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth. Welcome back to the Advertising Show. It's Ray Schillens along with Brad Forsyth and a very special guest this weekend, Jason Glickman out of New York. He, uh, Jason is CEO of Tremor Media. Jason, it is so good to have you here on the Advertising Show. Ray, Brad, it's great to be on. Yeah, and uh, we usually open up uh, for special uh, guests like yourself the shameless plug portion of the show, and this is your opportunity to share with our listeners, if you would, Jason, a little bit about Tremor. Sure. So Tremor Media is a video ad network. Uh, what we do is we represent publishers, who have video portals in many different categories, whether it be finance or travel or health or entertainment, and then we aggregate that inventory across all those sites, and we present that to advertisers and direct agencies, um, and, and basically we present them with video opportunities, whether it be in Banner. I'm sure you've seen banners online that expand. We do that. We, we serve a video inside the expanded part of the banner. In addition to in-stream, which is... Uh, probably one of the more popular formats right now, getting a lot of press, pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll ads. Mm-hmm. And so we present our network of over 400 sites and about 75 million unique users to this uh, the, the, the advertising audience, and we present that, like I said, in targeted custom buckets. And so that's sort of the, the model that we give out to the, to the advertisers as sort of a format for them to place video ads in a very intelligent 
and in, in a very high volume, a very high, highly targeted way. Yeah, and your uh, your network, I assume that you uh, string together uh, premium sites that you uh, and, and you're able to get some relevancy to the for the advertiser relative to the uh, who would be viewing such content. You know, we we put together sites in, in lots of different categories. A big part of our focus right now is tier two. And so tier two you kind of classify as the mid-tail. A lot of people talk about the long tail, it's sort of the mid-tail. We do have some publishing partners that are sort of that top 15 to 20 sites, um, but most of our volume and most of our inventory falls in that, that mid-tail. So it's lesser-known sites still with very good quality content, but sites that need our services. And so our services are very clear to these sites. We provide a revenue uh, source, so they, they, they come to us because we have relationships with the advertisers and agencies that come to us for an outlet for advertising campaigns in addition to a technology. And so the sites that really need that most are, the, are people in that mid-tail. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, of course, uh, previous guest here on the advertising show, Anderson, from uh, author of The Long Tail, and uh, a little plug there for him. Uh, shortly after his book came out, the, uh, you know, recently, uh, Jason Ed Age said that Google's 1.6 billion investment in YouTube lacked a, a true ad model. How do how do you see advertisers fitting into content such as with YouTube? Yeah, you know, I, I think that that uh, the, the YouTube acquisition is an interesting one. Um, you know, Google's Google's model has always been more of a direct response model, and so a lot of their advertisers are smaller advertisers, mom and pop, and they look to spend a dollar and, and turn out a dollar fifty in sales. Uh, with the acquisition of YouTube, it's kind of a little bit of a transition. Uh, YouTube and, and, and getting into potentially video advertising is obviously more of a branding play. And so the, I think part of the the problem is that you know advertisers are very sensitive on, on the branding. Advertisers are very sensitive about where their brand appears. And so when you start talking about user generated content, it becomes a you know a question in their mind as to how that's going to actually happen. And so, you know, the, the, one of the, or the early thoughts on, on, on how it could actually happen would be more direct response-focused video advertising. Hmm. And so in that case, the advertiser is less concerned about the brand and more concerned about what happens after some sort of interaction. I, ju- I have a hard time thinking that somebody's going to be viewing a video and then stop what they're doing and respond directly to an ad, don't you think? Well, in certain cases, um, and this is the way that we format our network as well, uh, in addition to the actual video content. So a pre-roll ad, for example, mm-hmm. is an ad that plays before a piece of video content. That's the word pre. Yep, exactly. And yep. then while that's playing, usually right, right to, the, to the right or below the ad, the, the, the video window, there's a little uh, graphical unit. And usually that's about 300 by 250, a box in size. And that unit is clickable, and it has all sorts of promotional information. And it stays on the screen after the video ad is completed. They're now watching the content. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of a place for the user to interact with the brand. Mm-hmm. And that's the way the direct response can come into play. I see. Yeah, and I think it would be a stretch to get uh, most advertisers to shift to a branding play, be it YouTube or any other, because they tend to not use uh, a branding efforts so much in on an online uh uh, digital campaign. Video, of course, is becoming so much of a more important part of social networking. I'm curious, Jason, how's Tremor tied into social networking community sites? Well, the, the way that we we have a couple of different products that we operate. Uh, the the standard what you think of social networking, uh, you know, like like a YouTube or a MySpace. Um, our advertisers are not necessarily 
um, enthralled with being in front of potentially dangerous or you know, adult or potentially violent uh, type clips. And so they're not exactly uh, rushing towards placing video content in front of that type of content, video ads in front of that type of content. What we do provide as far as a social networking tool is a viral tool. And so we partner with people that have compelling content, whether it be music videos or, or interesting pieces of professional content, and then we tie an ad to that. And what we do is we, we kind of send that out virally across the social web. And social users, social web users like MySpace or Bebo, they pick up this combined joint unit and they place that across their pages. Hmm. And so that's a way that we can safely tie a video ad to a safe piece of content and have that spread socially. Hmm. You know, you mentioned earlier pre-roll, in-roll, post-roll, and some other uh, ways in which... Uh, you guys offer advertisers opportunities to uh, get in front of that particular uh, uh, online video market. What, what are some of the more popular types of video advertising right now? I think the two most popular formats of, of advertising are in-stream. And so in-stream is, is, is basically the, the, the one that's getting the most press right now. Like I said, a user goes to watch a piece of content. At that point, a video player will open up. It could be Windows Media. It could be Flash. It could be QuickTime. Within that player, uh, the piece of content begins that they chose to watch. Before that starts, there's an opportunity for an ad that's considered a pre-roll. Uh, during the play of that piece of content, usually in a natural time break, there's an opportunity for another ad that's considered a mid-roll, and obviously at the end is a post-roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's considered in-stream video advertising, and that that's one of the more popular formats that really resonates well with TV advertisers. It's kind of that model where there's a content break model that you know the user has their audio turned on, um, and so that, that's the one where uh, it is getting a lot of a lot of interest and a lot of budget is coming from the offline world mm-hmm. into that model. And that's just a familiarity with that uh, model as opposed to, has there been any studies uh, from the viewer standpoint as to which one of those three uh, are most well-received? You know, the, the way that we um, interpret uh, how well it's received is, is, is most importantly by completion rate. And so, you know, from, from a, and that's just how effective an ad was. And we can look at that as also um, a good correlation with user interest. And so completion rates are obviously high with pre-roll and mid-roll ads. But it's all, uh, it, it, it really makes sense when the content is relevant to the ad. And so for us, the completion rates, we measure that and then also optimize based on that. For pre-roll ads, you need to make sure that the content matches the ad at the right length and it's sort of a good fit. For mid-roll, the completion rates are actually a little bit higher. You have to assume that the user is already engaged in the piece of content. The likelihood that they're going to sit through a 15-second ad and be comfortable with that is much greater. We have Jason Glickman, our special guest here on the Advertising Show. Jason is CEO of Tremor Media, and we have more time to spend with Jason. We'll be back in just a minute with more with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. 
You're like no other babe ever born. You're fabulous, babe. You know how to reach out and show your love, babe. You're fabulous, babe. You're one of the boys, but you're a real girl, babe. Sure, I'm glad you're here with us on the advertising show. Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, our special guest, who's out of New York this weekend. And his name is Jason Glickman at uh, Tremor Media. He is the CEO there. It's TremorMedia.com if you'd like to find out more. Hey, Jason, welcome back to the advertising show. Yeah, you know, uh, Fox.com, CBS.com, NBC.com, uh, all offer their respective TV programs online. Yet, I think from a viewer experience, the quality of video, uh, you know, certainly is uh, different, shall we say. So, question, Jason, with, with all the channels, uh, not delivering a quality experience uh, on an equal par, how can, uh, uh, advertisers expect to move online if quality varies so much? I think that uh, right now we're kind of in the early stages of, of that. Uh, and so what you might have known as being poor quality or, or differences in the quality uh, over the past year is now really starting to change. And so there are technologies out there, ours included in addition to some other very good ones, that are really taking that process and making it much more professional. And so what we're starting to see now is HD quality content coming online in a number of different formats. Uh, and I think that we're going to see that more and more. It's going to be that HD, very high resolution, very high quality. It has to do with the encoding and the way things are transferred. And the technologies are really catching up at this point. And really, it's been it's been a long time coming. Uh, you know, the hype's been around for a very long time. It's just now that technology and the broadband penetration is here to really support that. Yeah, didn't we uh, have in the news recently where a major media company is uh, forming their own channel and kind of a reaction to, to uh, YouTube? Yeah, NBC right. and, and, uh, and News Corp uh, just announced that they're forming a joint venture. Thoughts on that, Jason? Uh, well, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, it, it, it's, it's certainly one where there's a lot of big media companies looking at the success of, of YouTube or, or GooTube at this point um, and, and looking at how they can compete with that. Obviously, there's there's content on, 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 on those types of sites that they would claim to be their own. So I think that they're going to do fairly well, especially if they, you know, the key, I think, at that point is making sure that it's different from the TV experience. And so looking at how they can do that, if they were to bring on content that either was canceled on TV or additional clips that didn't appear on TV, they can really draw some users, especially the loyal fan base that they already have from their TV shows, bring that to the online forum. What's the likelihood of uh, other media companies joining in on this recent uh, effort? Now, from what I read, there, there, uh, there are still talks with some of the other media companies to join in. Uh, and I think one of the things that we'll have to, to take a look at and, and see how it develops is how these two large uh, media conglomerates can, can play in the sandbox. There's always been uh, you know, sort of a competitive nature uh, amongst the big four, big five, and looking at how that can actually happen. So you look at look at, uh, you know, if they can actually play well together or whether they do separate at some point in the future. Yeah, and it's all about uh, media paranoia on giving up control, don't you think? Yeah, I think that, you know, the, the, the big media companies look at the control that they have on TV. It's been a long time coming, um, and at this point they really are starting to realize that, you know, a lot of the themes that we've seen at a lot of the advertising conferences and shows over the last two years is users in control. And at this point, users really are in control. And so you know, I think instead of fighting that, they're really starting to adopt that premise. Mm -hmm. uh, what does it say when CBS is uh, playing along with YouTube on the one hand and suing them on the other for uh, uh, content uh, infringement there? Um, well, 
I'm not sure it was CBS, was but it? it was was Viacom. Well, Viacom is separate of CBS, yeah, but you have CBS. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it really is a you know it, it happens a lot, I guess, because Google is obviously a big cog in in the wheel when it comes to uh, revenue online, and so they're going to be involved in in almost all conversations with regard to monetizing uh, sites, and especially in a high volume type of way. Uh, but the content is a really big issue, and so you, know, you, you look at the types of content that are most popular or have been most popular on, on, on YouTube in the past year or two, and you look at Lazy Sunday uh, or some of the other uh, Comedy Central type shows, and there really is, uh, you know, it, it becomes a problem for the big media companies as they look at you know, how they can monetize that themselves. Mm-hmm. About a minute and a half left here, uh, Jason. I, I understand that advertisers are looking for custom video products to help stand out from the crowd. Are you finding this to be the case? And if so, what, what types of uh, products and a custom way does Tremor provide? Sure. So we, you know, obviously the main products out there are in stream and also in banner. But beyond that, we're always looking how we can introduce new products that that kind of take it to the next level. So we have some new products we introduced. Uh, the viral product is one where we do take a, a piece of content and spread it virally across the web in a very interesting way. We also have a product that ties video ads to games, and so games that are played on computers before before scenes or in between levels of games. That's another format. And then we have some interesting things that we'll be introducing um, tailored to more advert content coming down the path in Q2 and Q3. Well, that's, uh, you know, that really, I've got, I want to ask you next segment about uh, the three C's of buying online video, video because I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners. Not the ABCs, just the three the C's. The three C's, you're right. Okay, so CCC. Cash in advance would probably be one of them. No, not really. Cash or check. Uh, right. But, because uh, I know a lot of our listeners listening into the interview today, I'm sure we've piqued their interest and maybe they're not uh, uh, inline or online video advertisers. It's and always changing though, too. Of course too. it is. Absolutely. So yeah. this is good stuff to stick around for. At the advertising Show. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Our very special guest is Jason Glickman out of New York, CEO of Tremor Media. The advertising show being powered by Shipple.com. Ed Shipple and his gang here in the Houston market do a great job of, uh, of putting together an incredibly powerful website. Check it out at Shipple.com. How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Burgess is a darn good battery. In my hand, I have a Burgess battery, the darn good battery, and that other battery. Now... Tell me what I am doing. Classic Chuck Borkspot on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth back with you. And uh, another segment with Jason Glickman, who is CEO of Tremor Media. Jason, welcome back to the show. 
Yeah, well, good, and great to have you. And before we get into the three C's of buying online video ads, let's uh, get you a chance to uh, respond to recent news coverage that suggested that, I don't know, rev- let's just say revenue is lagging a bit in, in as far as uh, online video growth. What are your thoughts on that perspective? Is it a fair uh, fair criticism? Uh, I think that um, in 2006 there was certainly a, a lot of hype around online video and a lot of press, uh, you know, that, that there's a lot of money coming. And uh, that was sort of the beginning stages. And obviously agencies and advertisers move a little bit slower than the press does. And uh, so we're now in 2007, we really are seeing a lot of that budget now shifting online. And so Q2, Q3, Q4, it looks like there is uh, the, the true shift coming from the offline budget uh, moving online. I think we'll start to see that when we see the upfront numbers come out. Uh, and and it, it, it's just the fact that there is a lot of volume and a lot of potential, and there really is an insatiable demand for that for this medium, for the online medium. So we're seeing a, a big shift coming. You guys have a trade org yet? Uh, we have the IAB, yeah. which, uh, which uh, you know is really working to set standards, not just for standard media, but also for the video format lengths and, and, and how things should be set up and also the creative guidelines. Do you envision one dedicated to, to online video? It's possible, yeah. uh, you know, whether it be a subset of the IAB or, indiv- or individual or independent uh, organization certainly is something that um, is possible, and especially as the medium really progresses and a lot more budget comes uh, comes down the line, it, it really could be a useful uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Well, let's circle back around so, so we can uh, make sure and give you enough time. The three C's of buying online video ads, if you would, Jason. Sure. Uh, so you, lo- you look at how you can place online video and, there's a number of things that you can look at. Um, obviously, there's the context of, of, of where uh, the ad is placed, and so making sure that the ad is placed on a relevant site. And so you, know, you, you look at how, how, how a site can actually be uh, relevant. It's making sure that the images and text in a video portal are relevant to an advertiser. Uh, and so you, you kind of you that's sort of one of the, the most important parts of it. And it's not so much the three Cs. I kind of look at it, look at it as uh, making sure that, you know, that the site is relevant, that the content is relevant. So the other part of, of a video ad um, is making sure that the content itself is relevant. So you have the site where the, where the video is hosted, where the video player is hosted, but then you have the content. And so those are two very important things. So the content of the actual piece where, the, where a pre-roll ad is in front of is also very important, making sure that the ad is tailored correctly to a piece of content that fits that user demographic. And then the last one is the actual user itself. And so making sure that the user is seeing an ad that fits their their, their, their correct nature. And so you can do uh, many forms of user targeting, whether it be frequency capping, so making sure a user only sees a select number of ads in a certain period of time, or geo-targeting, or uh, day parting. And then more importantly, we're now moving into other areas, more advanced areas for user targeting, like behavioral targeting. You know, at Tremor, we also offer a behavioral targeting product where we're going to actually look at a user and determine their, their interest. And so we can say this user is interested in buying an automobile or a computer and target a video ad based on that. Well, uh, what do we have, 30, 40, 45 seconds? Not 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds. Uh, you know, uh, congratulations, by the way, on the Ruckus Network. You guys are uh, now involved with them. And I, uh, any, wor- any parting words on, on your Ruckus uh, relationship? Yeah, for the, for the Ruckus relationship, it's an interesting one uh, in the sense that there's a, a big upswell of, of, of interest in, in video and, and people that are consuming video 
is the college market. And Ruckus is really taking that market by storm. So for, for Tremor, it was you know, a, a big deal for us to make sure that we had good penetration in that college audience because there are a ton of advertisers and, and also budget that's really looking to hit that, that audience online. So the Ruckus partnership really is one of the first that lets us really in a, in a, in a high volume way get a hold of that audience. Jason, our best to you as uh, 07 continues and into 08 with uh, Tremor Media. TremorMedia.com is the website. And it sure has been a pleasure having you here on the Advertiser Show. It's been a pleasure being on. We'll be back with more in just a minute with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Hey, we're back with the Advertising Show. It's Ray Shillings along with Brad Forsyth. And uh, thanks again to uh, Jason Glickman, our special guest. And uh, enjoyed the conversation. What a great company. What a great name, too, as well. Yeah. A long time ago, an industry-type person that we interviewed uh, coined a phrase, time impoverished. We all live mm-hmm. in a time-impoverished society, and that is more, uh, more true today uh, than ever before. I want to read this out of Forbes. It says, busy lives prompt speedier board games. Remember you, when you and I were kids, you'd sit down and you'd play Monopoly. Go Fish or Monopoly mm-hmm. or uh, Scrabble or something like that. And mm-hmm. it would go on for a few hours. Strip poker. Not the case. That too. <laughs> Not the case. Now, <laughs> Michelle Hastings admits she is sometimes cheated to get through a game of Candyland. With her five-year-old daughter. No oh, my God. Yeah. The board game says it, it just takes too long. A game like that, it could literally take you days, uh, like Monopoly. It's true. Uh, a lot of times you don't play games because they take so long, and that's very true as well. So what they're doing now, Hasbro is thinking ahead, and they've come up with a couple of different things. They've come up with express versions of classic board games. For instance, the game of life that uses a Visa card rather than cash, Hmm. and a life pod that electronically keeps track of points, which can keep the game moving. So essentially what they're trying to do is is make it faster. Uh, The Monopoly Express, Scrabble Express, Sari Express. So what they've done is they've taken this time-impoverished society and... uh, and uh, made it a little bit easier to make uh, make our lives fit into the day by day stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. I, I think I'm, I've just uh, logged on recently and done some uh, speed solitaire. Speed solitaire. <laughs> yeah, that's you <laughs> against the computer. Okay. Yeah, that's very interesting. We've got Patrick Meyer here on the advertising show. Let's listen. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Today I'm going to talk to you about dynamic brand assets. Most marketers are still pretty linear in how they view their brand assets. I want you to dump this thinking because the world has changed. The consumer owns half of your brand, if not all of your brand, and they're looking for a whole different way of connecting to them. In the now world, your logo has to be animated in 3D with accompanying sound for a start. Then you need to deliver real innovation continuously so you create new brand assets. The consumer also has to have the ability to embrace your brand and make it their own or in many cases even create their own content using your brand. And yes, these are all assets. Take, for example, Apple. They're constantly evolving what they bring to the consumer, whether it's Mac, whether it's Apple, iPod, iPod accessories, etc. They also have advertising equities that are constantly evolving. They have their retail experience. All of those assets are constantly evolving in new forms and touching the consumer. Here's what I would ask you to do now. Do your own form of assessment. You, your agency your team, 
make a list of those things that you have, those that are historical, those that are evolving, those properties, those sponsorships, but get them all down on one piece of paper. And then assess them on how connected are they to today and tomorrow. Next, factor in those things that you have coming. New campaigns, new advertising, new products, new retail experiences. What do you have planned going forward? And this is the beginning of a roadmap of those assets that you're going to build and others that you're going to take and evolve over the longer term. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer as your Marketing Insider. And remember, the revolution is now. Hey, you want to know more? Go to nowing.net or send me an email at patrick at nowing.net. Thank you very much to uh, Patrick Meyer and uh, also to our special guest, Jason Glickman, today, CEO of Tremor Media uh, out of New York. Uh, Alex Ben Block has been a regular on the advertising show over the past several years. Alex out of L.A. is currently the uh, uh, the senior columnist for HollywoodToday.net, and he's going to be with us next week on the advertising show. Don't yeah. forget to get your taxes done, by the way. True. Okay, just a little hint there. And if that reminder really, yeah, if that reminder really works, yeah, right, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. No, you got one more day. Oh, no, that's true. You got extra day. That's right. But if you've waited this long, oh well, extension time. There you go. Yeah, uh, you know, people who know that uh, poker is on the wane and blackjack is the up and coming uh, game certainly know about BlackjackInstitute.com. Which is, of sure course, which is marketing a series of one-day seminars to learn the inside secrets of the game. In a recent press release, they claim to have any, uh, they claim to have any chance of beating the house. A person must be armed with the proper knowledge and training, which is exactly what two former members of the infamous Massachusetts Institute of Technology blackjack team offer. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a, it's an all-day seminar, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a, it's entitled Why Jack, Blackjack is Beatable, Calculating the Odds, Analyzing Playing Conditions, and more. And get this, Ray, mm-hmm. the cost, yeah. eight ninety nine, and that's not $8.99. Oh, really? That's $899 per person. So, ladies and gentlemen, place your bets. Uh, Ray, please keep your hands off your chips. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's, I'm not into gambling things. Yeah, me neither. Don't do that. No. Uh, I mean, see. it's a gamble enough in uh, business today. Exactly. You don't need to go to a casino. <laughs> Yes, I can lose money all different ways. That's true. That's not a big deal. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Television ads, they say they make your kids fatter. Well, actually, what they're saying is this is true. Uh, They say study shows that a third of the food ads aimed at kids and teens are for junk food. Mm -hmm. Now, that really hasn't changed. I mean, that's been the way it's been since you and I were little kids back in the 50s and 60s. Uh, Let's see. uh, Basically, even with the uh, child obesity rates soaring in America, food marketers bombarding kids with a steady diet of snack and candy bars, a new study said uh, this past week, as food for thought, television food advertising for children in the United States. Uh, the nonprofit Kaiser Family Foundation reviewed a 1,600 hours of television targeting two to 17-year-olds from May to September of 05, hmm. and that's what they found. So, so to skip an ad would be like skipping a meal. Or a snack. A snack, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They, they said uh, kids are exposed to about 18,000 ads a year on average, and that slightly more than a third or 34% of those ads are for candy and snack foods. Hmm. So, again, but it, but, it, but it isn't it all up to what, uh, what the they hear at home, basically. Right, right. Yeah. It's the same thing. So, uh, anyway. But um, I guess that wraps up uh, our show today. We've got uh, Jason Glickman, and say thank you to him. CEO of Tremor Media, TremorMedia.com, and want to invite you to stay with us. As always, it's a great show with 
Alex Benblock, who is senior columnist at HollywoodToday.net. Alex, uh, as I said before, a regular on the show for many years, and always a lot of insightful stuff about what's going on in the television industry. So that's the advertising show. We hope you'll uh, visit the site and tell your friends about it, too, as well. Often throughout the week, there's lots of information there for you. Advertising show is brought to you by Advertising Age magazine, and you can visit them online at adage.com. Advertising show is also being brought to you by Walter Carl Interactive at waltercarl.com. That's K-A-R-L.com. The Advertising Show is a big radio midgets production. <laughs>